Hello and welcome to the All Plane Podcast, where we talk about aviation in the company of those expert professionals that are working day and night to define the future of this industry. But first of all, let me repeat my usual reminder and my invitation as well to visit our website, allplane.tv. That is A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E dot T-V for more podcast episodes and aviation stories. In today's episode, we host a true pioneer of electric aviation. Ivo Voskarol has been in aviation for over three decades. He started building and flying gliders in Slovenia when that country was still part of Yugoslavia. And he then went on to build light aircraft under the Pipistrel brand. A name that, in case you didn't know it, is an adaptation of the Italian word pipistrello, which means but. Pipistrel has become a sort of household name in light aviation, but perhaps more interestingly, a few years ago, and well before it was fashionable, it decided to make a big push into electric aviation. And today, Pipistrel is one of the world's leading producers of electric planes. Quite remarkably, for a family-owned company, Pipistrel is involved in all stages of the aircraft production and development process, from its design to its final manufacture and distribution. Pipistrel aircraft have also set several records in the field of electric power flight, and earlier this year, one of its aircraft, the Pipistrel Velis, became the first all-electric airplane to get type certification. With the aviation industry looking desperately for ways to decarbonize, Pipistrel's technology is in high demand, and this coming year, 2021, the expectation is to double production, as well as to advance in a number of other projects that include a hydrogen-powered airplane, a VTOL concept, as well as a large new factory in China. It is hard not to feel enthusiastic about the future of green aviation when talking with Ivo Voskarol. So, Best is that I shut up for now and I welcome him to the show. Hello, Ivo. How are you? Huh, I'm fine. Uh, in, in this challenging time, I must say that we are fine. We are closing the, the year better than last year, so we are continuing uh, our tradition that every year is better than the previous, so I, I cannot complain. Glad to know. Actually, you are in a segment of the aviation industry that... It's, it's a bright spot. You are the founder and, and the CEO of Pipistrel, which is the leading or one of the leading companies in the field of electric aircraft manufacturing. I'm very excited to have you here today because, you know, I've got many questions for you. And I would start by asking you to explain a little bit the, the, back, the background of Pipistrel and how you started, because I read that you started when Slovenia was still part of Yugoslavia and you were doing gliders and then you moved on to light aircraft, conventionally powered aircraft and then the last few years you've been focusing a lot on electric. Well yes, uh, I started uh, 31 years ago. Uh, uh, before this I was a glider pilot but uh, in the 80s then you know uh, so-called uh, trikes and uh, hang gliders uh, came up, you know, and uh, as I'm living uh, here in one valley where we have uh, very nice uh, conditions for, for soaring. In former Yugoslavia, was not easy uh, to become a pilot if you was not supposed to be a military pilot. I, I made the glider license, yes, but then later to, to be, a, a, let's say, 
powered aircraft uh, pilot, but not so, was not so easy. And uh, when uh, we have seen this trend that it is possible uh, to install uh, uh, to a hang glider uh, a kind of trike with a small modified uh, car engine, and you can take off uh, from 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 let's say a field, not any more necessary to go on on, uh, on the hills to, to jump down. Um, we started uh, a kind of new new way of flying with some friends from France, uh, some friends from Hungary, uh, Britain. At that time, we called uh, this uh, new type of flying, which was of course uh, illegal because it was not not certification, no certification, no 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 base to build this, you know, and also no licenses. Uh, we start a new type of flying, which we called at that time alternative flight. Later, we have changed the name to ultralight or microlight flight. So I'm one of the founder of uh, this category of the aircraft, which we made later also uh, legal. And now in some part of, of, uh, of the world, it's, it's really legal category of, of flying. But at that time in former Yugoslavia, of course, was not possible to fly. And uh, uh, we were uh, flying only in the evening in the dark. Uh, uh, when, uh, let's say, the, the airport, uh, which I have uh, almost uh, in front of my door, uh, was closed and the, the, the director said, you can kill yourself with this crazy machine, uh, but I will not be responsible, responsible, so you are allowed to fly only when I close the hangar doors. <laughs> and uh, in, the, in the evening sky, the shape of this of this uh, uh, rogalo wing uh, was very close, uh, very similar to a bird bat, you know. Mm, yeah. And uh, so uh, uh, local people start uh, calling me the, uh, or, or talking that ah, these bats from Ivo are flying again, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I have seen a kind of uh, a potential market potential to produce this. I said Yugoslavia will be too small market. I must export, and the closest country was Italy at that time. And uh, bet in Italian uh, uh, language is pipistrello, and in Latinum is pipistrellus. So I cut it a little bit, and you now I call it uh, pipistrello, not to be, let's say, really connected to, to the bird. And actually, this was one of the, my greatest ideas because at that time was no was no Wikipedia, no Google, and if you type now uh, on, on Google pipistrello, you find only few millions of, of, of hits of pipistrel and nothing else anymore. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, that was a brilliant move. And definitely Slovenia, a great place for outdoor activities. So uh, no yeah. wonder that you were <laughs> active. Slovenia, imagine that Slovenia is almost 70% covered by forest. Uh -huh. It's one of the greenest countries. Uh, and that's why also uh, flight, especially uh, gliding, uh, it's very popular. Also mm -hmm. paragliding. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes, uh, then later I was first producing trikes. Later, later I moved to, to producing uh, gliders, and I was the first one who offered the uh, glider and motor glider in ultralight category in composite material. Because until that time, microlights were made in tubes, you know, and and, and in aluminium. Uh, uh, and uh, this was actually a big step. Uh, uh, towards uh, very uh, clean aviation because gliders don't need a lot of uh, fuel, a lot of energy. They are not producing a lot of noise. And, and this was always my, my goal, you know, and, and, and uh, the strategy, the vision. Uh, I always said to, to, to my workers, we must keep the atmosphere as it is. Uh, we must design the aircraft 
which uh, burn less fuel than the others, produce less noise than the others. And nowadays, you know, we can fly with 300 liters. We can move two people 5,000 5, kilometers far uh, from Chile to Eastern, uh, Eastern Islands uh, over, over the Pacific, you know. We can go on 11,000 meters. Uh, our aircraft with 300 liters can remain in the air 40 hours. So they are very, very efficient. And because they are very efficient, uh, I started almost 20 years ago to think about make, make, make them electric, to cut really the noise and to cut the footprint, the, 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 the uh, emissions. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, nowadays, everybody is talking about electric aviation. Yeah. But we are producing aircraft since 2007. So no, yeah. no, nobody has so long and so big experience in, in, in the market as we have. Nobody has produced more than 200 electric aircraft or now we are approaching 300, you know, and this experience then also made us, let's say, uh, uh, gave us uh, this uh, knowledge how to type certified. You were the first ones to be certified for an all-electric aircraft, am I right? Yes, uh, this happened uh, this year in June. A lot of uh, big, uh, let's say, brothers uh, claimed uh, that they will type certified the electric aircraft. You will remember when, when Airbus flew over the channel, uh, they said uh, uh, five years ago, they said in two years they will type certified the aircraft. Siemens uh, uh, claimed that they will type certified the electric engine. Nobody succeeded. We were the first one, you know. And nowadays there are, it's maybe uh, uh, strange, but uh, if you see the real milestones in, in electric propulsion, you will see only three milestones. The first type certified piston engine aircraft was in 1927. Then and, uh, from 1927 to 1953, when the first jet, type, uh, jet engine type certified aircraft was no milestone. And from 1953 to 2020, when the first electric type certified aircraft was, was uh, uh, on, on the market, uh, it, it is a very, very long period without any real milestone in aviation. Because, and nobody believed that it is possible. But now we proved that the electric propulsion is safe because it's type certified, is the same safety as, as piston engine, and it can be used for commercial. And this is opening now the, uh, the Pan Pandora box, you know, and, and uh, the, the way towards commercial aviation, because without type certificate, you cannot do anything. It's hobby program. But now, yes, uh, with electric aircraft, you can uh, uh, not dream anymore, but uh, commercial aircraft, uh, commercial aviation is reality now. Mm -hmm. Indeed, I, I've been seeing right now lots of interest increasingly every month, and I think this year has been very pivotal in that. Also, hydrogen now is starting to be a thing, but still electric, it's, it's getting lots of attention, and you, of course, have a big name there. Actually, I had the chance to speak with uh, this guy from uh, Switzerland and Germany that used one of your aircraft earlier this year, at the end of the summer, to do the longest flight so far in an electric aircraft. It was a, a Pipistrel uh, Velis. It, it achieved different records, uh, different milestones during that flight. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post a link as well to that podcast I did a few weeks ago. It was very interesting to learn about this technology. But I wanted to ask you about this transition to electric propulsion. 
how do you see this technology going from here? Until now, it's been mostly in uh, small aircraft. You are a big specialist in, in light aircraft. How do you see this technology scaling towards larger planes? Yeah, first of all, uh, regarding these world records. In this moment, you know, uh, it's very easy to make uh, world records because uh, it's only one aircraft on the market you can do world records, type certified, if you if you like to do it with, with this. Otherwise, with non-type certified, uh, in uh, 2011, we won the NASA challenge with uh, uh, four-seat fully electric aircraft who f which flew uh, 600 kilometers far uh, without landing, uh, carrying four passengers and uh, uh, average speed of 210 kilometers per hour. Okay, where was this that? Was in, this was in 2011. And pay attention, nowadays, nowadays in 2000, the complete worldwide industry, with all the money they have, car industry, they are still not able to offer an electric car which can carry four persons 600 kilometers far with 210 kilometers per hour. And we did this in 2011, pay attention. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, uh, in aviation, uh, second, second to your question, you know, uh, in aviation, it's logic that you go from small to bigger. In, in some other industries, it's, it's opposite, you know. Computers were in the beginning very big and then sure. they, they went to, to very small, also like cell phones, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, making the steps in aviation, it's much easier to learn on small cases. And having the type certified electric aircraft with all the standards, with all the, the tests, uh, all set, it's much easier to increase or to multiply to four seat or 19 seat later uh, to, to use the, the technology, which is proven with less money, and uh, in the more controlled uh, uh, way. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, you must first start uh, walking, that then later you run. And that's exactly what we are doing. We are also very much involved uh, in hydrogen because we are aware that in this moment, uh, the energy density of the batteries is, of course, not allowing the, the flights over the Atlantic we must use in this intermediate uh, time we must use a kind of hybrid if we like to go in in more passenger and longer distances uh, commercial flights mm -hmm. uh, hydrogen is a good combination uh, because it is light uh, it is very cheap one one kilo of hydrogen costs about six seven dollars uh, it is uh, very easy to produce locally, so you don't uh, depend anymore from Middle East countries or, or some electricity and hydrogen can be produced almost, almost everywhere. That's the biggest advantage. And as uh, we know much more in the last years uh, 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 regarding the uh, distributed propulsion, the small engines, uh, small blocks, can be multiplied in the wing or, or in different parts of, of the aircraft that you can increase then the number of passengers. This is a very interesting concept and hydrogen can be easier stored to big airports or to the airports than every 15 kilometers near near highways, you know, because it's, it's demanding the, the, the storage of the, uh, of the hydrogen. So for aviation, hydrogen is fantastic 
uh, energetic solution. And uh, you probably uh, uh, read somewhere that uh, in, uh, uh, in the beginning of December, now a few, a few weeks ago, under the project Mahepa, uh, we flew the four-seat hydrogen uh, aircraft in, in, in Maribor to prove all these technologies again, because four years ago we already, uh, with some German partners, we, we did this in, in, in Stuttgart, but now the technology is uh, much more advanced and it's, uh, uh, it is a very mature and uh, ready to be installed and used in 19 seat what we are what we are developing mm -hmm. yes actually i wanted to ask you about this program the mahepa pro project this if i understood correctly is a sort of a, a consortium or some sort of international program where different companies are joining efforts to test these these technologies right what, what else correct. tell me about this, this program? Correct. correct. If you go on mahipa.eu, uh, mm -hmm. you will learn who, who the partners are. We, are. we are the leaders of consortium and uh, we are uh, evaluating uh, hybrid propulsions. One is hydrogen and the other one is uh, just a piston engine propulsion, which will fly uh, uh, in, in a few months also in our four-seat Pantera. Uh, like a range extender. Uh, so different propulsions, different concepts are, are, are evaluated un under this, this program. Uh, the program is uh, co-financed uh, uh, by European uh, Commission uh, and it will end uh, uh, next year. Um, but uh, we are involved also in, in some, some, uh, uh, some other programs. But of course, we are investing a lot of our money to, let's say, to develop the, the correct uh, uh, aircraft concept which is uh, uh, suitable uh, and of course the, the the propulsions which are suitable for tomorrow's uh, uh, emission-free aviation mm -hmm. uh, you know that uh, hydrogen fuel cell technology is the cleanest uh, propulsion possible because you carry uh, the hydrogen with you in the aircraft you take the oxygen from the atmosphere and uh, uh, during the process you produce the electricity to, uh, let's say, you need for, for, for electric propulsion. And the only emission is clean water. Cleaner, you cannot have it. It's not only, uh, uh, let's say, a process you can claim that it is uh, clean uh, uh, without emission, like uh, on battery electric aircraft, because the batteries are produced uh, maybe in, in a way that they need uh, more electricity or, or, or uh, uh, they can be, uh, the electricity is produced uh, from pollen or, 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 or some, some other uh, energies. Here, you produce the energy from very clean ingredients, and there are really no emission because. Uh, water disappear in the air and you have no emissions, you know, and this is the correct way to go forward. Mm -hmm. So you are working in parallel with different, different, different paths. You are a family-owned company, right? Well, yes, uh, Pipistrel is uh, uh, a group of companies. We have uh -huh. uh, two companies in Slovenia. One is uh, for logistic uh, maintenance uh, and, and uh, uh, prototyping. Uh, one is for research and development. We are EASA design approval organization and production approval and maintenance organization. So we have two companies in Slovenia. Then we have a production in Italy. And we are starting now a, a big project in China uh, with our, our own airport uh, production facility of Pantera Hybrid and uh, uh, Velis Electro. 
uh, or uh, Alpha Electro for China and 11 neighbor countries. And we are making also a small village and shopping center. So it's, it's a kind of, uh, let's say, a small city uh, for oh. pilots. Uh, 135 uh, hectares. It's it's really nice, wow. nice uh, project uh, close to Nanjing. Uh, and the, the 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 city is called Jurong. Uh, and uh, if would not be this uh, this Corona this year, I believe the airport would be would be ready. Now I believe we'll have one year's year of delay. But uh, <clears throat> yes, uh, uh, we believe that China, especially now with disagreement with with other countries is, is the biggest market potential in the world and, and it's simply not possible not, not to focus on, on such, such a big market. And do you have a, a local Chinese partner to develop? Uh, I'm 51% uh, owner of this company and the local partner is 49, yes. Uh, uh, but otherwise, uh, all the other companies are family owned by me and my daughter. And uh, yeah, in some, com- some companies, uh, my, my key personnel uh, engineers has a small, a small share uh, uh, also in the company to motivate them. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive that, uh, you know, uh, a family-owned company has such a, uh, an important presence in, in such a highly technological, sophisticated industry. And yeah, until now, until now we, were, we were able to uh, finance our development from our uh, production because we control the complete segment, you know, from mm-hmm. the first idea, uh, engineering, uh, uh, design, certification, uh, and production, and we have our own market and distributors all over the world. We are selling 97 countries. We are producing one aircraft per working day. But, uh, you know, for, for uh, um, aviation is one of the most expensive developments. So, uh, especially now for the VTOLs and the 19 seat, I'm quite sure we will do some partnerships or, uh, let's say, with, we will partner with somebody uh, to... Uh, to, to be able to speed up the processes because with 19 seat we would like to be in the air uh, with the prototype in 2028 so the, the time is short and probably some investors will be welcome yes that's for sure interesting yeah actually I was about to ask you about about this how how many steps you were involved in but you just answered it for me I was curious to, to learn whether the design this very sleek very uh, you know very very smart design that you have on your aircraft was was also yours or you had uh, some well uh, i uh, in the beginning yes of course in the beginning yeah. uh, i was i was one uh, 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 single man uh, business uh, and then i started to grow but of course now i have a 90 94 engineers you know very strong yes. uh, for for such company yes. uh, very but, but in house engineers. But yeah, it's in house, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 97, uh, 94 uh, uh, scientists, uh, engineers, uh, and, and developers, uh, which are uh, all, let's say, motivated to change the aviation and to keep mm-hmm. the atmosphere as it is. Uh, and they are from all over the world. They are coming from uh, Chile, from uh, Japan, from Norway, uh, from everywhere here, young people. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of my team is, is around 30. So they are all thinking uh, uh, out of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some, some seniors, of course, to, to uh, offer them also the experience. But otherwise, uh, we, we are very, let's say, open, open to new ideas. We mm-hmm. are also very social-oriented uh, co- company. 
we start working in the morning, but we stop, stop working in, at 3 p.m. because I like that my workers have something from their private life also. They go to their families, to their friends, uh, and next, next day they, they come uh, again uh, fresh to, to, to the work. So we don't work Saturdays, we don't work uh, extra uh, hours, uh, and this has a positive impact also on, on uh, innovate, uh, innovativity, development and, and ideas. That's interesting. I guess there are quite a few engineers or, or people uh, working professionally in this area that would like to know how, how can they uh, join these, these very exciting projects. Oh, we have uh, almost uh, continuously on our uh, web page uh, uh, job posts. So they need only to follow our, our uh, uh, web page. In this moment, I believe we have out uh, uh, or we just closed or it's still open job posting for eight or nine engineers from different fields, electronics, flight controls, uh, safety, di different, different fields. So that's pipistrel underscore, sorry, pipistrel uh, dash aircraft.com. Uh, yeah, or just uh, pipistrel.si. Uh, okay, also. SI for Slovenia is the yeah, country yeah. domain. So um, you mentioned you are have plans to develop a VTOL aircraft, a 19-seat uh, 19 aircraft. And then you also have at the moment, you have the, the Velis is the, the recently certified one, right? It's a two-seater. So we are producing two uh, and four seat aircraft at the moment, uh, fuel powered, uh, uh, electric powered, uh, motor gliders also. I can tell you that uh, we are closing uh, uh, 2020 uh, with more orders for electric aircraft than for uh, uh, fuel powered aircraft. But you must know that we are the only company in the world producing three different types of electric aircraft, the motor glider, the Taurus Electro, then the non-type certified uh, uh, electric aircraft, which is Alpha Electro. This is in production since uh, 2000, 2014. Uh, and uh, now the Velis the Electro, uh, we are just these days announcing a, a partnership with one company uh, who will offer the, the lease uh, to, the, uh, uh, to, to the schools and the clubs. Mm -hmm. uh, the initial uh, order is 50 units. Uh, I believe the next, next year we will produce about 200 uh, electric aircraft uh, and maybe only about 70 uh, fuel-powered aircraft. You know? mm -hmm. So it's, 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 it's uh, uh, changing rapidly in, in, in this trend of two-seat aircraft because in this moment this is a reality. I must live from this, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, projects are different. Uh, we, you know that uh, we were selected by Uber uh, to develop uh, their flying taxi. Uh, we were uh, there, there were five uh, companies selected, uh, but when we have seen that uh, the the timing to to deploy uh, on on the market uh, uh, in the way that you can really sell the aircraft uh, or these VTOLs uh, will be longer than it was estimated in the beginning, we parallelly switched to uh, uh, cargo VTOLs and our Nuva. Uh, which is basically a, a sister of, of the uh, uh, flying taxi. Uh, uh, it's now in the second half of, of development phase. Will be will be able to uh, vertical take off, of course, and to carry 
400 kilos, 300 kilometers far, you know, and that's nothing uh, similar on the market in this moment. It's, it's much faster because also if you use, uh, let's say, this to go on the oil platform somewhere in, 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 the, uh, in the sea or over deserts, you know, uh, not populated areas, uh, the rules are already now uh, accepting something like this, especially SORA program also EASA can allow such flights. Uh, on the other side, uh, manned uh, VTOLs uh, are not uh, uh, in this moment. Uh, I don't see a real uh, commercial use of this. Because in terms of the economics, what's the sales pitch? And how long before the electric, all-electric flight becomes mainstream for most of these applications, most of these use cases like the training schools, for example, or general aviation? How does the all-electric compare to the traditional fossil fuel alternative in terms of cost? I don't know if there are other barriers at the moment preventing all this segment to, to go all-electric, if it's just a matter of time and, and uh, all the yeah. new aircraft from now on are expected to be pretty much majority electric. Well, we must be realistic. In this moment, uh, electric flight is a perfect substitute for uh, self-launch gliders and it is completely quiet and you can reach three, four thousand meters with, with one charge or, or two, three times a few hundred meters. Uh, that's, uh, that's reality. Second, training program. Uh, normally, uh, the lesson lists uh, 40, 45 minutes uh, in, with our uh, Valis Electro on which you can do uh, PPL training uh, officially. Uh, you can train a, a, a pilot for patterns, for example, six, seven, eight patterns you do. And then uh, when you change the crew, you do briefing and debriefing. In, in 30, 40 minutes, you recharge the aircraft again and you go flying. And the cost of the energy is, is less than one euro and there is no noise. Imagine that in Europe, in France, Switzerland, uh, Germany, then uh, uh, Swiss, yeah, Switzerland, Austria, there are more than 100 airports where the training is not allowed anymore because of noise, especially not during the weekend. And uh, who has time to, to, to go to learning to fly during the week? Nobody. So we are bringing back the flight in, uh, close to the populated areas. And this is one of the biggest advantages of the electric aircraft. And uh, clubs are, are uh, let's say, are accepting this penalty that they cannot do uh, transition flight, they cannot do cross-country flight with the electric uh, aircraft. Uh, but uh, for this basic training, training, where the noise is the most important uh, limiting factor, you are flying around the airport, uh, this uh, you can, let's say, change uh, with, uh, uh, with the electric uh, propulsion. And for, for uh, cross-country uh, flight, you still use a conventional piston engine. And we have this combination with Velis Electro and Velis, which is uh, piston engine powered, uh, uh, and, and uh, virtual reality simulator, which is a perfect, uh, let's say, training tool up to the uh, twin engine, you know, uh, with uh, very... Uh, um, much lower cost per hour because cost per hour is important, not, not cost of the aircraft. Cost per hour because the maintenance is low. Even considering the exchange of the batteries, uh, comparing to the overhaul, uh, altogether and, and the depreciation, altogether the aircraft is still 
cost per hour uh, is still lower than on a piston engine aircraft. And you are completely quiet. If you don't see the aircraft in the air, you don't know that somebody is flying. What about the infrastructure for recharging? I remember these, these German guys that did the, the, the flight across Germany. Uh, they were finding uh, in some, in many airports, uh, were having the issue that they are not prepared yet for this recharging. Uh, so they had to carry a sort of like a battery in the car and, and recharge it. I, I don't know up to which point all this infrastructure and also the technology to do the charging is going to become standardized in some way. So apologies if the question is, is stupid, but would one charger be useful for all types of aircraft? Is there some sort of industry standards that are being worked on so that to make it easier for aircraft to just do hops from one aircraft from one airport to the next and without having to worry about these sort of things yeah uh, of course we are <coughs> involved in all of this uh, and uh, we are fighting to offer the uh, useful solutions uh, as soon as possible but uh, the process is very similar uh, that the car industry went through you know uh, the charger uh, you can you can bring with you uh, is the charger which uh, uh, offer you to recharge the aircraft, but you need more time. You cannot recharge it in, in, in 30 minutes or, 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 or one hour, you know. For this, uh, you can, uh, uh, this you can do with the charger. We also deliver with the aircraft, of course, but it is bigger. You, you can still put it on the second seat of the aircraft, but uh, we are already working with the airports, uh, general airports, uh, general aviation airports to install charging stations, uh, which has uh, different sockets also for the car. So if somebody is coming to, to fly with, with his uh, electric uh, car, uh, he can charge on, uh, let's say, our charging station, also the car. Uh, the standards... Uh, are of course an issue you you have a very good uh, example that nowadays in 2020 there is still no no standard for cell phones you know yes indeed so cell, phone, cell phones need need different sockets you know i hope this will not uh, happen with uh, with the electric aircraft i hope that easa faa and also some others will join uh, the ideas and uh, propose the, the protocol to be used. Of course, uh, if it will be necessary to modify uh, uh, our aircraft, we will be the first one willing to do this. But I'm quite sure that before the standard, common standard will be out, I'm quite sure we'll have all, already more than 1,000 aircraft around the world. And I hope uh, the standards we have, uh, which is really good and made uh, in a way that it was accepted uh, by EASA, by so it is uh, kind of a certified standard, uh, will, will be the one who will be used. How many aircraft are electric aircraft are there now in the world? Well, if I say dozen of uh, prototypes flying, and then is uh, they are uh, motor gliders uh, or let's say uh, self-flying gliders, which I don't count. And then it's pipistrel with two models uh, with uh, powered uh, uh, aircraft and uh, Alpha Electro and uh, Velis Electro. We are uh, closing the year, I believe, with 150 units on the market. Already delivered, huh? Yeah. Okay, interesting. So from from the next from here to next year will be another two hundred in one year, yeah, or in total. 
So uh, not, no, no, I give one year. Yeah, wow. yeah. So it's gonna double. Twenty per month. So it's it's going to more than double the the fleet yeah. in one year. Yeah, wow. I I believe in next five years we will double every year the the, the production. Pretty impressive. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a lot. And and then of course in parallel, of course there's the light aircraft we are mentioning, also the the VTOLs, which if I understand the the two your two prototypes the that you mentioned mainly for cargo and they are unmanned right they are they are drones uh, well for cargo are drones that's for uh, that, yes. that's true but the uh, the passenger will be piloted in the beginning okay what's the name of the passenger one uh, it's a working name is 801 okay so no name yet and also working on the larger 19 seat aircraft yeah. potentially in a much much longer time frame before end of the decade hopefully yeah i we we hope it, that in 2028 we will be in the air with the prototype very very interesting also just to recap this mahepa project i'm going to post a link to the website so that everyone can check that that's also an, an, an ongoing ongoing project wow it's quite quite a lot of uh, you've got quite a lot in your hands uh, for <laughs> for being a, a well, you know uh, my my advantage is that uh, hobby is business and business is hobby. Mm -hmm. That's great. And uh, on the other side, you know, I I understand uh, my mission like uh, a duty because I say that everybody who can contribute that the atmosphere will remain as it is must do it. You know, mm -hmm. if you see from from the space our Earth, you will see a tiny blue belt around it. Mm -hmm. It's our atmosphere. Uh, humans can survive months without the food, weeks without the water, but only a few minutes without the air. Very beautiful, I think, to end this podcast here. just want to thank you for your time today to help us understand a bit better uh, all the work you are doing there at, at Pipistrel. Thank you, Miguel. Um, yes, uh, follow our webpage, for, for, follow the, the press releases. Uh, next year will be very uh, interesting year to follow us mm -hmm. because uh, uh, some new new informations will be published. Uh, but before this, I wish to everybody uh, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, and a lot of healthy remain in good health in this challenging time that we will be able then to recover uh, our general aviation and also all the aviation uh, as soon as possible, but in more cleaner way. Thank you very much. I think we we all wish we'll wish that to uh, to everyone listening us and uh, yeah, let's uh, leave it here for now. Hopefully, we'll have a chance to speak sometime in the future when uh, all these interesting projects come to fruition. So thank you so much. And one more thing before you go: remember, you can subscribe to the Oplane Podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other platforms. If you like this podcast, please do not hesitate to give it a good rating or to recommend it to a friend. See you soon. Yeah.